everybody and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. This is your host Mackenzie and today for episode 50 of the show we are talking about 50 tips for sustainable living. So I wanted to celebrate my 50th episode because it's a big milestone and I wanted to do it in a fun way by bringing on my mom. So why don't you introduce yourself quickly for everybody who's listening. Sure. Um, I am Mackenzie's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) My name's Nancy, and I am originally from the Seattle area and have moved uh, to where Mackenzie is now, Charleston, to be a grandma. Uh Uh-huh. And you work, too. I do work, yes. (laughs) Still working. Well, you were one of the first people to teach me about sustainability, so thanks for leading by example. And you're also my number one podcast fan, so you're the perfect person to have on the show. (laughs) You're the one person who I know has listened to every single episode, so thanks, Mom. Well, you're welcome. So today, like I said, we're talking about 50 tips for sustainable living, and specifically sustainable living on a budget. And I want to emphasize that, to me, sustainable and ethical go hand in hand. I think you can't have one without the other. So we're not just talking about eco-friendly things, but we're talking about ethical human rights things too. And so, yeah, I think you have to have both to have one. And so we wanted to talk about both of them and specifically with living on a budget because obviously sustainability can come with a privilege to some degree. There are a lot of influencers out there who will try to say, oh, you need this new product or this new product. So when going through these tips, we tried to avoid things where you have to buy something new to be sustainable or ethical because that's not necessarily what that means. Um, You can do it really cheaply and very frugally. So we're focusing on tips like those. And yeah, so we have 50 tips for you. We're not going to count them all, but we promise there are 50. So you can trust us on that. And I will list them all out in the show notes later too in case you want to look back. But here we go. Let's jump into our 50 tips. We each came up with 25, so it's even. So here is our list, and Mom's going to start us off with number one. Sure. Mine are all very simple and easy to abide by. Uh, My first one is um, use reusable bags at the grocery store or, or any store, actually. I take mine with me to all the stores, and I'm amazed at how many people don't do that, and it's so simple. And as far as being budget friendly, the bags cost what, a dollar, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I've also found it's kind of fun, like Trader Joe's has a different bag for each state. So when I'm traveling, I like to pick one up because it's kind of fun to have it from a different state that you just visited. So that's cool. And you just have to remember that you keep them in your car and make sure and take them into the grocery store with you because I, for a long time, would leave them in the car and go, oh, darn it. But um, you just get into that mode of remembering and and um, it's great yeah Mm -hmm. it's easy Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and not just for grocery shopping but for all kinds of shopping because i bring them when i go clothing shopping too right right yeah yeah all right well the second one for me is to make sure you recycle plastic bags properly so for those days that you do forget your reusable bags or maybe you just didn't have them with you like you're on a trip or something like that and paper isn't an option you have to get a plastic bag make sure you recycle them properly because they usually can't be thrown into just your recycle bin now i know a lot of people keep them and reuse them for other things which is great to give them a second life 
but there are drop-off centers for recycling these plastic bags like I know Walmart and other grocery stores have big recycling bins for all kinds of plastic bags and so that's not just grocery sacks but even plastic sacks that some like produce comes in or that you might get in the mail if you order something online so check and see if it has a recycling symbol and where you're supposed to recycle it because it might be store drop-off only so i know walmart like i said is a place you can do that and there are other stores as well so recycle them properly and that way they hopefully won't end up in our oceans okay next on my list is straws that's something else you can carry in your car in your glove box in your purse and always when you're ordering at a coffee shop or um, you know any fast food place or any restaurant always say no straws just get into the habit of when you order no straws and bring your own for those drinks that you need it for yep that's an easy one and that can also be you can obviously buy a reusable straw or you can even just keep an old one that you have and keep washing it out so I've done both yeah yeah Yeah. you don't have to buy anything new for that one yeah and there's some really cute ones out there (laughs) yeah yeah there are there are glass and metal and silicone ones they're all kinds compostable yeah Mm -hmm. all right number four yeah next is use bar soap instead of liquid soap so you're not using plastic which is great and uh, bar soap is cheaper so Uh, it's just kind of nicer to have around I had obviously always used bar soap and then when liquid soap came out went to that but I'm back to the bar soap and I think it's just easier and it lasts longer Mm -hmm. it lasts longer yeah plus there's some really nice ones like um, yeah is it Dr. Meyer Dr. Dr. Bronner yeah theirs comes in paper which is nice right yeah theirs is nice and but any you know any bar soap's better than than getting the liquid soap yeah yeah and a lot of them now don't even have packaging like you can buy it packaged for you just like a naked bar of soap which is cool Mm -hmm. and I even use them for dishes now like I use them for hand soap and body wash and I'll find like a Dr. Bronner's that's all in one and use it for my dishes oh you can do that Mm -hmm. oh that's cool yeah okay along with that is there's toothbrushes made out of like recyclable plastic or bamboo and I like the ones made out of recyclable plastic, like uh, I think the brand is Re- Preserve, and they're from recycled yogurt cups. And the shape of them even is so much nicer than just a regular toothbrush that I just like everything about it. So I go with that. Mm-hmm. Very good. And we forgot to mention, but we're on a plastics theme right now, but we are <laughs> going to get to other topics in a little bit. But plastic is just useless and easy to cut out so we're starting with that all right so obviously a lot of kitchen utensils come in plastic like rubber spatulas and dish brushes for washing your dishes and that kind of thing but there are a lot of good alternatives that are made from metal or made from wood and those are a lot more durable they're going to last you longer i use a wooden dish brush and then i have a lot of other metal kitchen utensils so make the investment in those instead of buying the plastic usually they're the same price anyways but um, that way just less ending up in landfills eventually And along with that, to buy wooden toys or toys made from recycled materials instead of plastic toys, this is a really big one just because so many kids' toys are made from plastic. And not only is it 
usually ugly because it's all these bright colors that just kind of clash with your home but I think it's also not healthy for kids to just be you know surrounded by plastic all the time and so if you can buy wooden toys it's better for them it's more aesthetically pleasing and then again less plastic eventually ending up in landfills I mean obviously those toys you keep around for a long time and you can resell them or gift them or whatever but eventually they're going to get tossed like if they break or whatever so to buy wooden toys is a lot better and prettier or from the recycled materials yeah i think is it green green toys yeah green toys yeah that's a really good one it is a good one and i've even found them at tj maxx oh yeah okay yeah you can or or online but Mm -hmm. um they're around there easy to get to so Another one of mine is uh, stop using Ziplocs or, you know, any of those uh, sandwich bags or storage bags. Mm -hmm. I used to buy them by the cases at Costco (laughs) and just go through them like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then after you start watching some documentaries and how they're ending up in the ocean, it's like, oh, it's just devastating. Mm -hmm. So I, I honestly, I have one box of them that I got, I think, like right when I moved here, like a year and a half ago. And I just keep washing them. And I've gone through maybe half the box, Mm -hmm. if that. You can use the cloth zippered bags instead, and you can get those online or um, they're everywhere. And they're Mm -hmm. at at farmer's markets. They're at, you know, places like that, people selling them individually, you know, small business owners. Mm -hmm. And they work just as well, and they're cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and you, if you're being extra savvy you can even make them yourself i mean it's nothing fancy it's just cloth and then stasher bags is another really popular brand and those are silicone instead of cloth so maybe i don't know if they're dishwasher safe but maybe they're easier to wash than the cloth ones i don't know but that that's a really popular brand right now stasher bags stasher i'll have to check that out i didn't know about that one Along with that, just use um, recycled plastic wherever you can. For example, the garbage bags you put in your trash cans. There's companies like 7th Generation and Greenwise who use recycled plastic, which is better than just getting, what, the brand new plastic. Giving it a second life. Yeah, giving it a second life. I think the brand that I recently got was Full Circle, and rather than recycled plastic it's a different it's like an alternative type of plastic that's biodegradable supposedly oh is it so yeah does it feel just the same yeah it's like the seventh generation that yeah it's just as durable yeah you don't really notice yeah don't notice anything okay cool yeah and then for uh like food storage and such i've used my existing tupperware so i mean it's plastic but i've had it forever and that lasts so I don't buy anything new and I've started to use glassware like my old spaghetti jars and using that for storing all my food that's in the pantry or things I'm going to store in the refrigerator so no need to buy anything new on that one mm-hmm. yeah definitely like using those old butter containers you know there's a lot of older people that have kept like the same containers for years and years and it's like yeah that's a form of sustainability so that's pretty cool right also kind of along that note with tupperware and whatnot you can bring your own leftover containers when you go out to eat this is something i need to 
be better about getting in the habit of though I'm not going out to eat as much as I once was but just keeping some in the car and it could just be something like yeah an old country crock butter container or something like that like it doesn't have to be your good Tupperware but rather than I mean a lot of restaurants are switching to cardboard boxes or like compostable carry out dishes so that's really nice but a lot of them still use styrofoam which is just plastic and styrofoam literally like can never break down so so it's really harmful to the earth so if you can bring your own containers and just eliminate the waste or even if they are using a better material like cardboard you can help them save money by bringing your own so I'm sure restaurants would appreciate that if you do it. So bring your own leftover containers when you go out to eat. And yeah, that's a good way to cut down on waste. Yeah, and the the food servers don't think you're weird by bringing your own, I know. Because I've been with you and they're like, sure, yeah, we can use that. No yeah, problem. I mean... It's not a big deal. And you don't even have to tell them. Like, if you have it with you, then you just put you your just food in. <laughs> they won't know the difference, right? <laughs> I guess if you're in a fancy restaurant, they might notice. <laughs> do like our moms used to do. They'd take all the rolls off the table and stuff them in their purse. Uh-huh, in a napkin. Yeah. Napkin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, also, another place at the grocery store where you can be more sustainable is by using don't use the plastic produce bags but just bring your own they have ones that like ikea sells and other places that are kind of more like this netting bag and they're um, they're really nice i like those and or else buy your fruit and vegetables with that just not using the plastic bag just having them loose and mm-hmm. try to stay away from you know the pre-packaged fruits and vegetables and and get the ones that aren't all packaged in plastic mm-hmm. yeah that's a big one because i usually go to two grocery stores when i do my shopping and i'll see what the first store has and if they have the produce that i need but it's wrapped in plastic i'll skip it and buy it at the next store where it is a little bit more expensive but at least it's plastic free so i don't have to deal with that definitely that's, yeah yeah and then, well, another biggie is water bottles and mm-hmm. just how many are sold and used and end up in the ocean or, you know, just as garbage that will never break down. Mm-hmm. So get a reusable water bottle. Keeps the water cold, so you don't have to worry about it getting warm if it was, you know, sitting out in the sun. There's, um, they say it can cause cancer. And what's the brand? That's really good. This one, Hydroflask. Yes, Hydroflask. They're so nice because your water is cold. We went to the beach one day and I didn't have one, but Mackenzie did, and I took a drink of it. And it's like, oh man, it's like ice water. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. So yeah, the the turtles and the other sea life will thank you for that one. Mm-hmm. And with that too, you can bring your own coffee cups. Usually, coffee cups are paper but a lot of times they're still coated in plastic or if you're getting iced coffee they're plastic right so bring your own coffee cup to the starbucks drive through and uh, they'll fill you right up very good oh and another one and this one is one that you could make an investment on is reusable cutlery so kind of like the same with leftover containers but bringing your own cutlery like a spoon and fork with you especially like on trips or you know if you're going to be in the car for a long time and you know you're going to be getting takeout or whatever just bring your own cutlery and it can be 
there are reusable options like there are really nice bamboo forks and spoons that you can buy a set and it comes in a cute little case but if you don't want to spend that money like how many of us have gotten plastic forks and spoons that we never needed like they just put it in your to-go bag even though you're going home to eat it so you don't really need that stuff so you just have it sitting around so save those whenever you accidentally get them and then bring them with you and try to remember to tell the places like oh i don't need any utensils all right in case anyone is counting along that was number 15 so we're on a number 16 we're done with the plastic talk but i do i do have a few more swaps that you can make as you might have noticed there's a lot of swaps in the kitchen and the bathroom that you can make to be a little more environmentally friendly and that's just because that's where we produce most our waste hence the fact that most of us have garbage cans in our bathrooms and our kitchens because we produce a lot of waste there so um, a few others to take note of are using cloth napkins instead of paper ones so this is one a lot of us already have cloth napkins in our homes and we maybe just don't use them enough because they require doing laundry more often than paper ones do or than paper towels do. But I've kind of just committed to not buying paper napkins anymore or paper towels and cloth napkins are our only option and that's even for when we're just having pizza or popcorn or something easy like that we're still fancy with our cloth napkins so i just wash them and same thing even if i'm having a party and there's lots of people over yeah it's a little more laundry but i mean they're so small so they hardly make a difference um, but you could save any even more by just using your sleeve because you're wearing a dirty <laughs> shirt anyways <laughs> That's true. Um, well, and I will say my cloth napkins, a lot of them I didn't even pay for. Like, a lot of them were my grandma's, and we were going to toss them, so I just took them. So now I have a ton. You can find them at the thrift store, honestly. Like, it doesn't have to be an expensive investment. Along with that, also cloth rags for cleaning. Like I said, instead of paper towels, there are even reusable paper towel brands out there that work very similarly to paper towels. Like I know Marley's Monsters is a really popular one, but there are a few brands out there that do that. But really just using cloth rags wherever you can. And it's okay if you still buy paper towels, but just wherever you can avoid using them. Like I know people who wash their hands and they dry them on paper towels. And I'm like, I don't why would you do that at your own house? Why wouldn't you just... When you have a dish towel right there. Yeah, when you yeah. have a dish towel. Yeah, just dry your hands on a dish towel. But um, same thing for cleaning. I mean, you can have like a set of rags that's for cleaning the bathroom. So you're not like using those same rags, I don't know, to wipe your kid's face off or, or whatever. So having some rags around for cleaning is very helpful. And also, I also have to say cloth diapers instead of disposable diapers. Even if you can only do it part-time, we still use disposable diapers at nighttime just for leaking purposes, but the rest of the day we use cloth diapers. They are cheaper. That is one thing that you might have to make an investment on initially, but they really are cheaper. Trust me, there's plenty of facts on that. They're better for a baby. They're better for the earth. So that's a great switch. And I will say too, talking about personal hygiene reusable feminine products instead of the disposable ones whether it's like period panties or a diva cup or reusable pads or whatever and if you don't like the reusable thing you could even just look into getting 
tampons that don't have applicators because they do sell those in the store you don't have to use an applicator and at least that cuts down on plastic waste so just looking where you can to cut down on your waste that i wish there was those baby diaper services still there there are it it just depends where you live yeah okay um actually i think i saw that they started one here but yeah, you did cloth diapers, and how did it work when you did it? I mean, they'd bring like every week a load of clean diapers, and then you'd just throw them in a sack when after they were soiled and didn't have to deal with the mess, and they'd pick them up. Even with poop? Even with poop. You throw them all in there, yeah. and they, they clean them? I mean, I guess you could shake it out, but yeah, yeah, you don't have hmm. to. That would be very nice. It was very nice. Yeah. It made it a lot easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's an option if you're grossed out by (laughs) cloth diapers. (laughs) And I know I mentioned this with plastic sacks, but just recycling properly in general, I think, is something that gets overlooked. I mean, it's easy to talk about recycling and people usually think about your plastic water bottle or whatever. But there are a lot of things that we don't dispose of properly, like prescription medicines. You can look for pharmacies that recycle them paint you know ask the paint store what to do with old paint or like harsh chemicals or oil from your car Um, and then like electronics there's a lot of e-waste so you know an old printer or computer keyboard or just plain old cords or whatever uh, light bulbs batteries there's a lot of things that you really aren't supposed to just throw in the garbage so if it's not your typical thing that you're throwing in the trash maybe look up and see what's the best way to dispose of it because there might be a better way to do so that gives it a second life even so yeah plus wherever you live you should read up on what's acceptable at your recycle for to put in your recycle container Mm because i know it's different from seattle versus charleston Mm -hmm. and and so um, to read up on that so that you're not just actually just throwing it away because they can't accept it yeah yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Number 20. Yeah. Another kind of random one is plant flowers that attract bees. Our poor little bees need all the help they can get. And that's an easy one and very appealing too. Visually appealing. Mm-hmm. And? And then provide water for bees. Actually, Mackenzie taught me this. If you just got a little like terracotta saucer and put some pebbles or, you know, marbles glass rocks rocks, glass rocks in it and then fill it up with water then the bees can land in there and drink the water which Mm -hmm. they also need Mm -hmm. especially in the hot dry areas yeah definitely yeah um okay and speaking of random ones uh rethink driving so this is one that i talked about recently if you listen to the podcast episode with laura about global warming and we were talking about you know that biking is something that people are like, oh, you should ride your bike everywhere instead of driving. And that's obviously a great idea, but for a lot of people, it's not practical. But I do think it's smart to just rethink driving whenever you can, like if it's a walkable distance or a bikeable distance, or if you could use public transportation or carpool if you can. That's a that's a pretty common one to think of, but you know, you don't have to be someone who uses public transportation every day, but just if it's convenient for a trip here and there, why not do it and save a little gas money? Very true. I think of Amsterdam and how cool it is mm-hmm. there. Everybody rides Bikes. their bike. Yep. Or, and I mean, they have a trolley, right? A yeah. trolley system. Yeah. Yeah. 
but the majority of people ride their bikes. I mean, I saw them, people my age, they were attending a party after work. They're, mm-hmm. She's in her dress, and they're still riding their bikes. Mm-hmm. No cars. And little kids on up to 80 years old mm-hmm. every day riding them everywhere. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also planting trees is good. So not just flowers, but trees if you can, if you have a yard or... If you want to get out and volunteer with an organization that plants trees, they're obviously very good for the environment. They give off oxygen. They can reduce the amount of stormwater runoff and just help protect our habitats and um, provide homes for animals too. So yeah, go plant trees. And if you if you have a yard, plant them in your own yard. Also composting. Composting is a big one. This was actually what Laura in that global warming episode said is probably the most effective way that we can help to fight climate change is through composting our food and reducing our food waste. Again, I know it can sound like a hard thing to do, but it can literally be as simple as starting a pile outside and just going and stirring it every few days. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I like my nice compost bucket, but you don't have to make an investment like that if you can't. It can be really simple, so just Google how to start composting in your yard or wherever, and you will find lots of information on it. It's so easy to do. It's literally just letting your food decompose in a certain spot and then burying it. So, super easy. And what what one do you use? I use the Urban Composter Bucket, and I love it. It's great. Um, I think the smaller size is 50 or 60 bucks. So, I mean, yeah, it is an investment, but you could literally use any bucket. I just like that one because it has a drainage system, but you can, uh, like, you could seriously go get a bucket at Lowe's that has a lid and use that if you wanted to, so. And who got it for you? (laughs) You got it for me. Thank you. Now you need one of your own, though. I do. Okay, and then this is a big one, to wear liquid sunscreen that is oxybenzone free. So when I say liquid, I'm just trying to say not aerosol because aerosol cans can't be recycled. And also they say that when you spray it on, like half of it ends up somewhere else. And a lot of times that's in the ocean. So they're not even that effective at protecting you. But also oxybenzone free. There are a lot of toxins in our sunscreens in general, and I did a whole podcast episode on sunscreen if you want to go listen to that. But oxybenzone and avobenzone, anything that ends with benzone essentially, those are the really bad ones for coral reefs. So they are really destroying our oceans and our reefs. So you want to make sure, and, and, and a lot of coastal areas like Hawaii and I think Australia have banned sunscreens that use oxybenzone because it's so bad for the oceans. So make sure when you do buy sunscreen, it is oxybenzone free and that will help to protect the oceans and be better for your health too. And I'd like to say Coconut Joe's is an excellent product yeah i like that the best i wish they didn't do plastic bottles yeah that's other than that you can still rinse them out so yeah but because i've tried some and they're just like a white paste yeah and you look like a ghost and they don't ever really rub rub in in. Mm -hmm. yeah and coconut joe's is like a just just a normal lotion Mm -hmm. it's really nice yeah really nice Yeah. yeah definitely yep this next section is about conserving water and i have um we're halfway through Yay! Let's talk faster. <laughs> <laughs> and 
my tip is to when you're watering uh, make sure you water in the early morning hours for your lawn um, so that it soaks in good and and I'm hearing all sorts of stories from neighbors that don't water in the evening because um, it can help it'll help create mold which I don't know if that's correct or not but I've I've heard early morning is best and you don't water in the middle of the day because it, it's just kind of a waste hmm. yeah one of my I didn't tell you this. I was watering at like 11 this summer. In the morning? Yeah. And I mean, around here in the summer, it's super hot by that time already. Like it's hot by like yeah. eight here. So, but that was the only time I could do it because Baker was napping. And my neighbor, who's a child, was like, Miss Mackenzie, you're not supposed to water at this time. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it's like putting a magnifying glass on your plants. It's like... <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was funny. Um, also with watering plants, you can reuse water. So this isn't just for people that have yards. This is for anybody that has like a house plant or whatever. I have talked about rainwater before on the podcast, so you can go back and listen to that. But if you don't want to invest in getting a rainwater barrel, you can even just use like pasta water. I did a post about that recently. Pasta water, like from when you drain your noodles from cooking pasta, it has a lot of starch, which plants like. So let that cool down, dump it on your plants. You could do that with essentially anything you're boiling or even dishwater. Obviously, you don't want to be dumping a bunch of soapy water on your plants. But I did think this was interesting. Justin actually lived with some friends who they had a plumbing problem and they couldn't let any water go down their kitchen sink for a little while. So they had like a tub in their sink to collect all the water from like washing dishes, washing their vegetables and their hands and everything. And they would go out and just dump it on their plants. And she said that their plants were never healthier just because of all the nutrients it was getting from like the food scraps off their plates and stuff. So you can seriously get really creative in reusing water. It's going to help your water bill and your plants will probably really like it. Right. And if you boil any vegetables, I guess like corn on the cob, Mm -hmm. they love that. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Simple ways of conserving water is you turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth or hand washing, especially right now during COVID when you're washing hopefully your hands for a longer period of time. There's no need to have that faucet going. the the whole whole time time. yeah and same with doing dishes if you're sitting there doing the dishes don't let the water run the whole time you're scrubbing like you could fill up a bucket or a bowl or something like that and soak your dishes in that so oh and laundry we want to talk about laundry oh yeah just make sure you're washing like full loads of laundry rather than very small loads Mm -hmm. um don't so you're just not wasting water Mm mm-hmm and washing cold water whenever you can. Obviously, there are some times when you need to use hot water, but whenever you can avoid that, obviously using cold water is much better for the earth. And along with that, hang your clothes to dry. Again, you're saving energy this way, and it's better for your clothes because it's just a lot of wear on them whenever you wash and dry them. So if you can hang them to dry, and not just your clothes, but I hang a lot of stuff. I hang all our sheets. I just washed all our bath mats. I hang all kinds of stuff. So hang stuff to dry whenever you can. Your duvets, which turned out to be a tent for Baker. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun with that. (laughs) (laughs) I hang all his cloth diapers. I hang a lot. I I hang almost everything. Oh, and dry fit clothes, especially if you are working out in your dry fit clothes. They dry. They're like almost 
dry when you take them out of the washing machine. So definitely hang hang dry those ones. And this one isn't laundry, but back to dishes. Use the dishwasher whenever you can, but don't run it unless it's full. Don't do like a half load of dishes. I mean, maybe your washer has a setting where you can do a half load and it uses less water, which is great. I but really wonder if it really uses. I know. Half I don't know if I trust water. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. bet it still uses a lot of water. Yeah. So try to fill it up all the way. But they do say that using your dishwasher is actually more water conserving than washing all your dishes by hand so more excuse not to do your dishes true, true. <laughs> i like that fact yeah and then another surprising water one is meat again going back to the conversation with laura and i'd heard this stat before it wasn't just from her that beef and meat consumption in general uses a lot of water to produce when you think about farming animals and agriculture and feeding them and processing the meat like there's just a lot of water use laura gave the stat that to create one pound of beef takes the same amount of water as you would use in six months worth of showers so that's a lot of water i know that obviously most people aren't going to go completely vegan but try to have meatless meals whenever you can do meatless monday you know at least commit like one day a week where you and your family will do a meatless day or something like that. Even that is going to make an impact because obviously one pound of beef uses a lot of water. So if you can cut out one pound of beef a week, you're going to do something. So yeah, think about that. Again, going back to Laura, she I've, I've recommended her podcast before and she actually did an episode called The Case for Part-Time Veganism. And it was really interesting because it was basically saying if all of us did vegan part-time, like we would have much more of an impact than all the people that are doing vegan full-time right now. So we could have a really big collective impact just by doing like Meatless Monday. You know, if everybody in the world did Meatless Monday, that would have a huge impact, even if you ate a lot of meat the rest of the days of the week. <laughs> I would recommend doing Meatless Monday every day. <laughs> well, even I know better. you would. <laughs> You'll get there. Start with Meatless Monday and then see what yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. Yeah. So also join local groups to go do beach cleanup day. Um, I know here in Charleston they have those. And, uh, well, right now during COVID, I don't think they're doing that. But but that's a great way to, to meet new people and enjoy your beach. And also neighborhood cleanup day. Just get involved mm-hmm. with that and help just help your environment get it all clean. Yeah. And making so it also helps to make sure those uh, all that litter isn't like making its way into the ocean mm-hmm. or other you know ponds and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can even do it as simple as just bringing a bag when you go for a walk around your neighborhood and picking up. I some used trash. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Green cleaning. So this is one that I think is maybe more on. Well, it, it's really both. It's sustainable and ethical. I would say. Uh, If you know me, you know I'm into non-toxic everything, essentially, especially cleaning, not using those really harsh cleaners. But I think doing that in your home is obviously good for the earth, but also if you can advocate for it in public places that you're in, like whether it's your kids' schools or just wherever you spend your time, because not only is it better for the earth, but it's also something to think about for the people who are doing the cleaning so like the custodians you know the cleaning staff they're usually lower income people obviously working those jobs and so for them to be exposed to these 
really harsh chemicals day in and day out is not good and so it's just another case of privilege if you have more money you know you're gonna be uh, healthier and probably have a longer lifespan and so I think this is one way you can help people you know of all statuses I guess for lack of a better term advocating for green cleaning it's gonna obviously put you in a safer place because you'll be in those public spaces too but then you're also helping others who might not have the voice to stand up for themselves in that way it's very true for a year when I was living in Illinois I worked for a company called Envirox and they are organic uh, janitorial supply mm-hmm. and that's true they said all the custodians and janitors are having to work with bleach and it causes a lot of health problems for mm-hmm. them and also like if they're using bleach at schools uh, there's kids you know those that tend to have asthma or, mm-hmm. or asthma like symptoms and when they started using like their product they a lot less cases of that and Hmm. so it's like you got to remember your kids are breathing that stuff in too so it's great to I mean I was so excited to work for a company like that they're doing a great thing I interviewed the president president yeah it's like episode seven or something Uh, I'll I'll put a link to it in case people want to go listen really good conversation though yeah definitely okay next 36 yes 36 buy used clothing I'll admit I'm not very good at that, but I'm getting better. But there's a lot of websites that you don't just have to go to Goodwill. There's many websites now that are selling name brands and like Poshmark and ThreadUp and eBay. eBay. You can even look Facebook Marketplace and garage sales in your neighborhood. Garage sales, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's lots of places to find because um, I and, and if you're looking for a specific brand, a lot of these, like I said, Poshmark, etc., have have those specific brands, so mm-hmm. you can search for them that way. So that's definitely a nice one. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, and same with not just used clothing, but used furniture and home decor, all that stuff, sports equipment, toys. I've found that I moved here and I left a whole lot behind in Seattle. And so I had to kind of restock my house and getting a ton of stuff off Facebook Marketplace. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing what you can get off there. And for just a fraction of the cost, Mm -hmm. it's like garage sale prices. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. And there's also super cool stores that are, you know, repurposing furniture. And they're they're strictly for that local repurposing shops. Mm -hmm. And um, I found a lot of great things there as well. And they're, yeah. they're just fun to go in and shop and look yeah. around, too. More fun than going to, like, TJ Maxx and buying Oh, definitely. Yeah. A lot more fun. More yeah. unique things, too. And also... Also, sure. <laughs> thrift stores. Um, for thrift stores, you can get books, DVDs, albums, CDs. That, uh, and they have... They usually, or a lot of them, have just huge selections of all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And there are stores that are specifically for that, like... Half price books. Half price books. Half price books is a lot of used books. And one of my new favorite sites is thriftbooks.com. Yeah, it's just used a used book inventory. So that you if you think you've heard of them before, you probably have because they sell through Amazon. But I'm trying not to give Amazon the money. So now I just go straight to their site and buy from them. And they have a ton of stuff on there. So check them out. 
Okay, also on top of buying used, kind of the reverse is also true. So selling your clothing when you are finished with it or doing a clothing swap, which I'm going to be going to my first clothing swap next month. So I'm excited instead of just donating them. This obviously makes sure that your clothes have a true second life because when you donate, there's not that guarantee. A lot of donated clothes just end up in a landfill or getting shipped off to a third world country and it's not always a great option so trying to give them a second life instead by selling or doing a clothing swap or even just giving them to friends who you think would like them um, if you are going to donate make sure you look for the right place to do that garrick who i interviewed a couple episodes ago about ethical men's fashion he has a blog and it, one of his posts is one that i reference a lot it's a complete list of places where you can donate your clothes that are better than the goodwill and it's even for like if you have damaged clothes here's where you can send them you know if you have one single shoe and you can't find the other but you're gonna get rid of it here's where you could send it that it'll get used so make sure you look for the right place and don't just drop stuff off of the goodwill because it's easy and yeah so it's on his website yep i'll link it in the show notes but okay. yeah it's a blog post that he wrote so also with clothing, make sure that you check your labels for materials in the clothing and the fabric that you're buying in general, not just clothes, I guess, but even like your bed linens and your towels and things like that. Look for natural fibers instead of synthetic fibers. So natural fibers would be like wool, silk, cotton, hemp, linen, bamboo, all those are natural, whereas things like polyester, nylon rayon spandex all those are synthetic aka made of plastic particles and so when you wash them they give off little plastic particles and when you wear them they give off little plastic particles so you really don't want that on your skin and again it's just more plastic ending up in our water stream so try to buy natural fibers instead again one of those things that's better for you and better for the earth and that's again not something that has to be an investment there are a lot of obviously great brands that sell just natural fibers but that could even be if you're hunting down clothes at the goodwill just make sure you check the label before you buy all right that was number 40 we only have 10 more um okay 41 find a local seamstress or cobbler to help mend your clothes and shoes when they are worn so again about giving your clothes a second life when a shirt gets a hole in it we kind of have this mentality that like okay it's done i have to throw it out because a lot of times we're paying such little price for a clothing that it doesn't seem worth it to repair it but we really need to switch back to the mindset of wanting to keep our clothes for a long time and mending them when they're worn so I usually send them over to my mom and say can you mend this hole for me I'm her local seamstress <laughs> she's my local seamstress too bad you can't be my local cobbler <laughs> I'll get busy on that one. <laughs> but cobblers still exist okay they really do they have little shops and it's really cute so like a shoe repair business yeah right? <laughs> when you're when your favorite pair of boots gets a hole in them you don't have to throw them out you can get them repaired i mean if you want to get rid of them again reference that list that i'm gonna be posting in the show notes of where you should get rid of them at but you don't have to you can repair them and give them even a longer life so one of mine is to watch documentaries and listen to podcasts to learn a lot of things if you're like me you don't want to spend a lot of time researching because it's just more time on the computer I'm on the computer all day, so that's kind of the last thing I want to do. So 
honestly, Mackenzie's podcasts are great. I've learned a lot from them, and I'm not just saying that because she's my daughter, um, <laughs> but she's got a lot, a lot of helpful tips, and you should go through and listen to a lot of them and, and look at the show notes. And then she's even she's got... She's my number one podcast fan. <laughs> I know, I am. <laughs> and she's also got tips on some good documentaries to watch on Netflix or Prime or, or what have you. But there's great ones out there and it'll entice you to work harder at living more sustainably and ethically as far as the environment goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say I would much rather just have someone do the research for me. Absolutely. And just do what they say. Well, the that's, research, there's so much out there that that so gets overwhelming. There, yeah. yeah. That's why I say, like, for cosmetic products, like my, you know, shampoo and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I just buy from one shop now, which everybody's probably heard me talk about, No Talks Life, because right. I had them on the show. And it's like, I just trust them enough where I know I don't need to research it at all. I just buy whatever they have. Right, right. And I like it that way. I don't yeah. want to do any more research exactly. on where to buy. Exactly. So, yeah. With that, too, another really helpful thing is to follow accounts and hashtags online that are dedicated to these kind of topics that you want to know more about. And obviously, hashtags, I don't know if everybody listening knows that, but you can actually follow a hashtag And so it'll show you not just one person who's using it, but kind of the most popular things, the most popular posts that have used that hashtag. So you'll see like the top posts from it. But you can also follow accounts if you don't have Instagram, you know, that's the same for Facebook or whatever social media you use. But follow accounts that are dedicated to giving you tips like some of my favorites are hashtag zero waste, hashtag ethical living, hashtag sustainable brand. Look up. You can literally type in Instagram, like, whatever you're thinking about. Like, if it's like, man, I need to find some non-toxic beauty products or some zero-waste kitchen stuff, literally type that in, zero-waste kitchen, and see what you find, like, because you'll find some really helpful things on there, and that's where I've learned a lot is just through following people, just regular old people. I mean, they're not experts on these things this, they're just is this on instagram yeah on instagram but same same for facebook or even pinterest or whatever but you use the have to use the hashtag well or you can follow an account like a person like me you know you should do a podcast on how to Teaching use boomers. hashtags <laughs> for those technically <laughs> seriously for those technically challenged let, yes. let us now pause so i can explain to the boomer <laughs> what a hashtag is because she's seen over it, here but i didn't she's know using you air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to use them i've seen them okay and I sure there will be another podcast them. episode about that for the boomers that okay. would be really nice <laughs> all right 44 your That's turn. me. Yeah. This is a good one. Google black-owned or female-owned businesses in your area and support them. I mean, you su- just support local businesses. Uh, let's in general. In general, yeah. Let's uh, let's do less Amazon shopping and and especially right now, our local businesses need our support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just uh, googled black-owned businesses in my area, and there's a really cool bookshop, and it's like, oh, how exciting! So super excited about that but um i think it's really important to do and and you know we always want to support our local vendors here so yeah i would suggest you do that a lot of times it's no more expensive than amazon or mm-hmm. you might pay a buck or two more but that's about it right and and i think it can kind of be hard to know especially if you're 
really into like sustainable or ethical shopping you might not have something some like really niche area like sustainable and ethical underwear store that's local to you like obviously (laughs) that's something you might have to buy online for so kind of finding that balance of like okay what what can I do to support local businesses and when that's not an option like obviously there are plenty of small businesses that are online, online. too yeah. that do need our help also even though they might not be in our area it's still a small business so just kind of looking wherever you can for small business or you know black owned female owned like all those kinds of things where people need our support definitely and and um, even like Etsy when you're looking for cute things they've got a million cute things out there oh yeah and those are i mean a lot of those people are like stay-at-home moms that are just making stuff or or whatever or some of them have really become huge businesses like i know where i ordered my duvet cover from like my bed linens it's like this huge business like the amount of orders and reviews they have is amazing but they're in belarus and it's like i would have never found them if it weren't for etsy but belarus apparently linen like flax which is what you produce linen from grows like crazy there and so they're one of like the world's biggest producers of linen products so yeah just cool things like that yeah so and and like i'm always looking uh, i'm always stumped on what to get a man uh for christmas or birthday (laughs) whether it's my any son-in-law man. or brother-in-law <laughs> or whatever uh yeah any man they're hard to shop for but again etsy uh, mm-hmm. you can find some really creative things that you never would have thought of and right and yeah it's fun surprise them <laughs> yeah definitely and what's nice too is you can usually tell like i like it when you can talk to who you're buying from and you can say like oh also if you don't mind could you do plastic free shipping for my thing or whatever I always like that. Where and you, you can, can do that person. with Amazon too, right? Yeah, you can. If you have to. If you have to. <laughs> you have yeah. to shop we don't want to support them. Come on now. But yeah, you can. You can do plastic free shipping. I know obviously not everybody's going to like completely stop using Amazon. And even I still use it every once in a while. Like sometimes so it's like I. just too hard to find whatever you're looking for. Yeah. But when you do shop on Amazon, do plastic free. I did an Instagram post about that. So if you need to know how, there's literally like a tutorial. It's as easy as using the chat feature and saying, hey, can you do all my future orders without plastic? And they'll give you this spiel about how they're going to be carbon neutral soon. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. But maybe they are, which would be great. But speaking of carbon neutral, when you can opt for no rush shipping. So on Amazon, like, if you can skip two-day shipping, do it because that uses a lot of fuel a lot of times. I mean, think about wherever you're getting your item from, that means that they have to get it probably from another state over to you and then a truck has to come out and deliver it and it's probably not a truck that's full of packages because they're having to go out so often. It's just a lot of extra fuel and carbon emissions going out when you do rushed shipping. And so, and that's not just for Amazon, that's for any business whenever you do rushed shipping but especially amazon i know it's so easy because for a lot of people the two-day shipping is free so why wouldn't you do it but if you can they usually have like or if you want to do no rush shipping it'll be here this day so you know try to try to plan ahead so you don't have to do the two-day shipping okay okay (laughs) i agree one other thing i wanted to add was when you're supporting small businesses that includes uh coffee shops I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks anymore. I used to be, and I know a lot of people love it. 
but I've started going to the smaller coffee shops and they're so much fun. They are cute and they ha usually have a lot of good food. And I've learned when we go on trips that we'll stop at these local coffee shops and you get all sorts of tips from people in there on, hey, you should go, you know, see this in our area or, or you know, whatever. And so you can get just a really awesome experience from doing that. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to bash all the Seattle-based companies like Starbucks <laughs> and Amazon. <laughs> They've done well. That's why we left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not true, but, but it, it's, it really is fun to go explore some of these local co coffee shops. So I would suggest doing that, and especially on trips, too. Yeah, and even, I mean, that also goes for, like, restaurants, too. And just in general, chain stores, I think, looking to support the little man when you can like mm -hmm. i think of Publix, the grocery store that we shop at what's nice is that Publix isn't owned by anybody and obviously they are a chain and they're huge but it's not like as big as kroger that owns a million shops and is like this huge corporate entity it's just a privately owned grocery store and so i don't know i just like to support support the little guy when well, i can just like that the vitamin store our local one yeah it's owned by a little old man he's precious <laughs> and but he's very knowledgeable yeah and, it's, and you just get you know sometimes you get a lot better service that way than the chains that hire people that don't really know what they're selling yeah and the vitamin store you told me about it and i was like really you went in there because it's in like a really crappy parking lot it does not look nice at all from the front but it made me it uh showed me that i was judging a book by its cover because it's very nice i mean they have so many products i go there on a regular basis now for my soap and all kinds of things my supplements so support your local store even if it looks bad from the outside because yeah, check it. it out or they give you great customer service mm -hmm, they know what they're talking about okay also with businesses you can look for businesses that have a give back model so a couple examples, um, soap equals hope. That's a big one that I've used before. I just bought more of their bar soap and they give soap to people in need, like in third world countries that, you know, don't have proper hygiene accessibility. Who gives a crap teepee? That's another one. They help. I think they help to install toilets for people that don't have them. And it's great toilet paper. And it's great toilet paper. It is. Even when you're buying masks, there's a lot of brands that are doing, they, they'll donate one to someone in need when you buy one. Just things like that. That's another really cool ethical way to support businesses that are doing awesome work by either donating money or donating things that people need. And 49, so we're almost done. My second to last tip is to invest in banks and stocks that receive a low ESG rating and prioritize sustainability. So this was something that was new to me. Thanks again to Laura for teaching me about this. But obviously when you bank somewhere, I don't know about you, but I kind of picture like Gringotts. Like, <laughs> like it's just all in a dungeon in like your very own cellar and they have all your money there and it's guarded by mythical creatures also trolls are they trolls yeah, yeah i think they are trolls or, is that what they are yeah and spells and things like that i want to work but there. i know it'd be fun right that's not the case when you give your money to the bank they put it somewhere else they invest it 
And for example, like Chase is highly invested in a fossil fuel economy. So your bank might be taking your money and putting it into things that you actually don't agree with or that are like very harmful for the earth. So it's worth looking into where your bank is putting your money essentially and same with stocks that you invest in and ESG it stands for environmental something governmental I don't even remember but a low ESG rating is a good thing so you can look at like ratings of banks and what their rating is and pick which one you think fits you best but that's just something to think about because I know in the past like we've picked our banks by what credit card gives us the best benefits, but there are more things to consider than that, as I've learned. All right, and number 50, it's the very last one, and it's an easy one. Again, hopefully you don't have to spend too much money to do this, but we'll say it together. Wear Wear a a mask. All right, that's the ethical thing to do and sustainable too because you're helping to sustain human life when you do that. I saw it's very simple, it's so simple. Oh my gosh! And uh, like, no matter if you think they work or if you think this whole thing is fake or if you think you know it's a waste of time and money, like, even if you feel all those things, it's just a nice thing to do. It's you know, it's like it's not even about if they're that effective just do it for people's peace of mind i mean honestly Mm -hmm. i think um i saw this it was a pie chart online and it said it was reasons why i wear a mask and the whole pie chart was the same color and the legend just had one thing like so saying this is the entire reason i wear a mask and it was because we're still in a pandemic and i actually care about other people (laughs) and i thought that was pretty good i don't wear a mask because i like it or i think it's cute or it's comfortable i wear a mask because it's the ethical and sustainable thing to do absolutely so wear your mask wear your mask check your banks where where they're putting your money do all your kitchen and bathroom swaps that you can. We gave a lot of tips that I think are really easy. Very simple tips. Yeah, yeah very I simple. I mean, you've heard budget. all of them before, no doubt. But mm-hmm. uh, a, lot, a lot of times we just need reminders. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and like you said, it's all about baby steps. Do one thing at a time. You know, listen to this episode. See if you can make a couple changes. And maybe in a year, listen to this episode again and think about what else you can change. One of my favorite quotes is, we don't need a few people to do sustainability perfectly. We need everyone to do it imperfectly. So like I was saying about eating meat, like we just need everybody to help make a few small changes and that will add up to big change. And I think too, when we make those changes, the corporations and the big businesses and the government, they see that and they take notice of it. And it has really big trickle-down effects, or trickle-up, maybe, is the better term there. But it has effects when we do that, right? People people see us when we vote with our dollar, when we vote with our ballot, and, you know, vote on these things. And, yeah, pe- people notice it. So make those sustainable and ethical choices, and even if it's just here and there, it will have an impact. Most definitely. Wise words. <laughs> well, thank you. I raised a smart girl. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the 50th episode. What is interesting is there's actually a lot more than 50 episodes because I have all my Enlighten Me mini episodes and I had a few like anniversary celebration episodes, like that kind of stuff. So there's more than 50, but this is like the true number 50. So 
I hope you enjoyed the 50 tips and had fun listening to us. Don't forget about leaving a review, subscribing to the show, sharing the show with friends, and of course, keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>